mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We have some exciting news. Wee! Was that exciting enough for you? That was pretty fucking exciting. I'm really excited. We're stoked. This has been something that we've been working on for so long, and it probably won't make a huge difference to you, but just know that symbolically, this means a lot to it us. It does. We're holding hands right now. We're not. Don't lie to them. They're we're better than that. Both of our arms are literally really crossed, crossed. <laughs> and we're on the exact opposite <laughs> end of the couch, as we always are. Uh-huh. So we are taking um, a leaf out of the book of Shondaland and we are expanding our multiverse. And by expanding our multiverse, we're taking our two shows that we have. Mm-hmm. Our, we have this show that you're listening to this feed, Don't Blame Me. It's where you come for your Don't Blame Me episodes. We have our another podcast, but am I wrong? And You said our another podcast. We have our other <laughs> podcast, but am I wrong? And up until now, it has been existing in its own little corner. It's had its own little thing and we want to streamline it. We mm-hmm. want to 
not have you have to go between feeds. We don't want you have to like go somewhere else to subscribe. We want to, I mean, this is the beginning of our process of um, world domination and coming yeah, yeah, to yeah. you seven days a week. We're, we're, we're pretty close. We, we are. And we, we, this is, it, it's not an accident. It's yeah. a plan. It's a plan. It's We've a been plan. planning it for years, actually. We want to be a part of your everyday routine. And we thought a great way to do that is to combine feeds. So all of the episodes of But Am I Wrong are going to be here as well. Mm -hmm. And I promise it won't be confusing. We're going to be using the But Am I Wrong artwork and the Don't Blame Me artwork. So on Mondays, you will see the cute little Don't Blame Me logo. And you're like, oh, no, Don't Blame Me episode. And then you'll get the bonus app of Don't Blame Me, as you always do. And then on Thursday, you're going to get a brand new episode of But Am I Wrong. And Friday, you're going to get Fisting Friday. Mm -hmm. So you just have to subscribe here, one place, this one feed is going to be pushing out new content four days a week. Mega feed from Megan and Melissa. It's like Mega Mind, but mm -hmm. podcast. <laughs> so nothing changes for you if you are already subscribed here. If you're not, subscribe. Make sure you get those push notifications. I get the push notifications. So at midnight, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, oh, should I go to bed? Should I not go to bed? I'm like, actually, I'm probably not even in bed. And then I go, new episode of Don't Blame Me. And I go, fuck, Megan, go to bed. Yeah. It's a great little reminder. And um, we're very excited. We hope you're excited. You don't have to do anything if you're already subscribed to the But Am I Wrong feed. You don't have to like unsubscribe. You don't have to do anything. It's just going to be all here now. So mm -hmm. making it easier for all of you. Yeah. To be fair, you might not have even noticed, but um, this is big for us. And so we want you to be excited for us because not we, we you need to make Shonda moments out of everyday life events. <sighs> she... She's an icon. She's always the she moment. Is the I just, I haven't had any new Shondaland shows in like months. And so I'm deprived, but it's okay. Grace is coming back this week. So I'm really excited. But what's coming back? Grace. Oh, this Grace. So the, the show that started it all. Chop, snip, snip, chop, a chop. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
that's the closest you got. This is the closest I'm ever gonna fucking get. <laughs> I, there's like a, a a round of TikToks going around now where people are like, "Haha, I told my uh, partner that we're going to rena- Renaissance and then the Renaissance they, they fair. end up at the Renaissance fair." So, we're gonna give you some fucking advice, okay? Buckle up, gird your loins, get nice and wet, uh, clean your ear holes. Turn down the volume. Make sure you're not listening in public if it gets sexual. If anyone asks what you're listening to while you're laughing in your cubicle, spread the wealth. Let them know about the podcast. No one's going to recognize your voice if you called in. Yes, this is a call-in advice podcast. So if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail so we can give you some advice, help you out in your life, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 or international listeners, you can send an audio message to meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have to keep both under three minutes. We recommend, we require, actually, we really do require you to write everything down that you're going to say, practice a couple times, time it out, see that it's under three minutes, cross out anything that is extra information, add things in to make sure we can give you the best advice. We need to like know the situation as much as possible and the important shit. So if it's about dating, how long have you been together? How old everybody is in the story? It's all anonymous. You can use fake names. Let us know your pronouns if you would like. And 18 or over, have your parents' permission. Strictly enforced. As you can from last week's episode. Legitimately strictly enforced. And yeah, you can watch the video version on Patreon if you want to see our wonderful reactions. Hee hee. Hee hee hee. How's your Gatorade Zero? Well, they're not a sponsor of the podcast. I would be so fun. Imagine they sponsor me. Who's like, hi, I'm getting really dizzy, really. And they're like sponsoring athletes who are like, gotta drink the Gatorade to replenish. And then you just have me on my couch, my legs elevated. I gotta drink the Gatorade because the blood pools in my legs and I get real dizzy. No, no, I think it'd be great. I think so too. This I'm is the only flavor pa- I can stand. I'm more of a gal though. The fuck is the difference? It tastes different. Well, I might be interested because I don't love the taste of this at all. I can stand this one. The lemon one, I can I can mm. choke down. I don't love it. Anyone else, any of the other ones are disgusting to me, but I didn't drink it as a the kid, so it's very rate, weird. The red Powerade, the blue Powerade. It doesn't taste like the Gatorade. I just can't like, do red. I don't like red flavor. Okay. Well, they have one that tastes like exactly like fruit punch. That's why I don't like... I, you don't bleh, like fruit punch? Bleh, makes my teeth feel fuzzy. It feels like... But it feels like you as as a ham and cheese uh hawaiian roll like that feels like it would wash down real well with some fruit punch i'm gonna tell you right now if they brought me to my grandma's house earlier i could have had a refined palate Mm -hmm. and enjoyed hawaiian fruit punch but no alas i didn't have it until i was i don't know elementary school age and by then she was screwed didn't like it i liked ginger ale no ginger ale is great as a child i i mean as an adult like ginger ale drink good but then as you get into the ginger beer which isn't actually beer it's just stronger actual ginger ale Ooh! but i saw somebody making some on tiktok as i see the only thing i was like what are you gonna say and it seems really easy to make you just boil some ginger and then put some sugar in it and then put some um bubble water yeah yeah and i was like "Hmm, i'll probably make some for myself when i don't know yeah i just feel like it would be it's going to be better than... I think root beer is also relatively simple in that What's in root way. Beer? 
I don't a root, but I think it's like a similar thing. <laughs> I mean, but I, as a uh, kid, ginger is a root too. That's what I mean. I think like the ones that are like the OG sodas, uh-huh. like when it's like we have a se- when there's prunes in Dr Pepper, it's like yeah, I don't know how to make that. Yeah. There's a prune in there, don't know how to make that. As a kid, I also loved on the East Coast they had this thing called birch beer. Oh yeah, I know oh my god, beer. I fucking loved it. That was like my absolute favorite favorite loved it but i was also big ginger ale big root beer girl but ginger ale delicious anyways let's just get into the episode yeah roll the tape hi besties um here's some low stakes relationship shit for you i 21 she they have been dating my partner 21 he they for two years we're living in different states while he goes to college and i work around our hometown We visit each other most weekends, and I've been visiting his college town more often now that school is back in session. And everything's awesome. I'm really happy with him, but he has a twin-sized bed, and he's a smaller individual. I am a fat person, like a mid-sized individual. And we fit on the bed. It's, like, fine, but there's not any wiggle room. And I get hot sometimes, and I don't want to touch him, you know, love him so much. I offered to go have these with him on a bigger mattress, but he really doesn't want to. His parents just got him this twin-size bed in the past, like, year after he moved out of the dorms and into an apartment, and now he's in a house with roommates. My new idea is to go have these on another twin mattress, and then we'll put them together. It'll make a king-size bed get a king-size mattress topper to fill in the gap. So do you have any ideas on the bed situation? What would be a good compromise? Do you think my new idea is a good idea? <laughs> Love the pod. Love ya. Let me know what you think. I think you are, like, you think if you called in without you having this, like, original idea, I don't think I, I mean, you might have come up with the second twin bed idea, but I definitely would not have. So I think you're far more resourceful than I am in this situation. I would have been like, you're getting a new fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the whole thing of like, oh, this is new. Why would I, it works totally fine. Why would I not, why would I get something else? Why would I spend money on this? But it's not working fine. Like, it literally only works fine when you're not there. Like, is your partner comfortable? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, you, when you're both... Because sharing a twin bed is not comfy. I haven't slept. I, I slept in a t- twin bed in college, but, like, and it was just my freshman year. But before that, I hadn't slept in one since maybe second grade. And then after that, I haven't slept in one since. Yeah, I mean... I remember I freshman year, I started hooking up with a guy who had, was a junior who lived in his own apartment. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sleeping in this fucking bed. And then I think I slept in, I didn't sleep in my bed much in general. But then when I did sleep in a twin bed of someone of my age, it was so fucking tiny. Yeah. Like it was like, you can't. Yeah. Even like after my first semester freshman year, my roommate left. So I just pushed the beds together. So lucky bitch. Like. I've never shared a twin bed with anyone, so I I guess this is, like, the norm. Even when I was hooking up with people in college, like, none of the people I was hooking up with were in twin beds. I'm, like, straight up saying I don't know anybody who is not very, very, like, Mm child-sized. Like, I didn't know anyone tall who was hooking up with anyone. Like, everybody, like, it was, like, I'm not hooking up with a freshman because I'm not hooking up in a dorm bed. Like, I I don't, the only people I know were, like, very, very, very 
short people mm-hmm. who were like, yeah, I can hook up. And then they're hooking up I with mean, other short people. Me, short person, still just want to No. Um, but I mean, I guess he likes it when you're not there. But still, like, if you're traveling to see him because you live in different states and he's not being accommodating to you, then I just think that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I get that. You're not, I mean, there's not really advice here. You're just asking, do we think this is a good idea? Yeah, great idea. I think this is a really good idea. I think if you want to be like fucking petty, I would just be like, if like, you know, them being like, you know, it's, it, this totally works fine. There's like nothing wrong with it. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sleep on the floor. Like, are you cool with me just like sleeping on the floor? Because I'm assuming that some people are those people, the second they get in a, like a 45 degree, like, angle they're passed out asleep and they're not same and i'm assuming you color maybe not like that Mm -hmm. like so maybe they're not awake to see that this actually is not working for you so i'd be like okay i am not gonna like i I can't keep visiting like this is i'm and also sleep is so fucking important you're Mm -hmm. like i'm losing out on all of this sleep like i'll just sleep on the floor like are they okay with that i think like if they don't want to get a brand new mattress sure but i think two twin mattresses is a good compromise but if you have to get a new bed frame why is maybe they're gonna put the mattress on the floor oh okay i don't know it might just be cheaper just to get if it's gonna be a king mattresses well no i was gonna say so if you put two tin twins together that becomes a king yeah and so things are more expensive with a king like sheets are more expensive like some of these other things are more expensive and then when you eventually buy a bed frame like not in college then you're buying a king size bed frame mm-hmm. which is more expensive or you can like split up and use two twin mattresses so like is this going to be a solution for how long and how much is the cost going to be a solution for that because yeah. i think right now if you upgraded to like a queen or a king that's a lot of costs up front but you could use it for potentially a lot longer mm-hmm. versus now i think it's been gonna be cheaper but then it might be a little bit more expensive later on down the road and also size wise it might be hard to find a first apartment that can fit a king size yeah. bed maybe um, this might be another compromise if he's not down for this when you're visiting have an air mattress yeah i just think that like yeah if they care about you they can't know they have to be like literally asleep and not understanding that this is like not working out because this will like literally create a mattress size wedge in your relationship <laughs> Yeah. So I think that you have a great compromise that you've brought up and like a great idea. And I think you both look at the budgets of what you can do now, what mm-hmm. how much is going to cost you now, and then how much it will cost in the future versus how much it would cost just to upgrade one yeah. right now too. So do you have to buy beds in college? If he's living in an apartment, yeah. Well, it was like, I think they bought bed lat. Oh. Maybe for some reason I thought it was like they bought a bed. Because dorms, you have to have them. Yeah, but I thought she said that he lived... He was after he moved out of the dorms and into an apartment. So he's in an apartment with housemates now. So he didn't have... He bought a new bed when he moved into the apartment. Were you dating then? What? (laughs) Were they dating then? I think so. Because that... Yeah, two years. Yeah. I'd be like, why'd you buy a twin? Because his parents bought it. I know. His parents aren't thinking about them banging. Well, that's what I would say. Is this a cape room for Jesus thing? So then are you going to have to hide 
the other one when he comes. I mean, when like it, it, when his family comes, because if that's the case, if it's like the twin was bought, they knew you were together and it was intentional. Get the air mattress. Get the air mattress. Exactly. <laughs> and then store it, it in a closet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. All right. Now for the next call. Woo. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Before I get into it, I do just want to give a trigger warning for the discussion of guns in my call. I'm 23 and I use she, her pronouns. The other person in this story is 25 and uses he, him pronouns. We'll call him Steve. Steve and I had been talking since the end of July after a meeting for mutual friends. We hit it off on the first night we met, and as we got to know each other, I saw him show up for me as such a kind and supportive person who also embraced my silly, goofy side. I just felt like I'd known him forever. Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, we were on a camping trip with friends, and he asked me to be his girlfriend. I let him know that that was what I wanted, but that it was also important to me to have a bigger conversation about what we both wanted and needed within the relationship. We went on to have an honest conversation about our respective mental health struggles and communication styles, which to me just confirmed that we were on the same page about our priorities. He then said that he had something serious to share with me that I should know about before getting into a relationship with him. He went on to tell me that he owns guns three that are located under his bed in space, and five more that he keeps at his dad's house. He said that he's grown up around guns and that the majority of the ones he owns are for different types of target practice specifically. However, he does have a concealed carry permit and will sometimes carry his pistol while walking or driving his car. He had never carried around me, to be clear. The idea of someone close to me being armed in everyday life feels uncomfortable to me and isn't something I've had any personal exposure to. We, of course, went into a discussion of gun control, and he attested that he's in support of it and has done work to unpack and understand the harmful impacts of the lack of gun reform in the U.S. For context, he identified as a den socialist during this conversation as well. My thoughts about his gun ownership became increasingly negative the more I sat with them, so we ended things two days ago after having another long discussion about it. My gun schema centers heavily on guns as tools of oppression, where they are linked to white supremacy and nationalism and to conservative ideologies that I seek, speak, act, and vote against. Now I'm questioning if I was too quick to write off this relationship based on that association. I don't know if it's fair to loop his practices in with these greater issues so long as he continues to check his privilege and advocate for systemic change. I'm torn between wanting to be with Steve, who I really saw a future with, while also wanting to ensure that my actions and decisions align with the issues I care about. Bottom line, is there such a thing as ethical gun ownership? I'm also a sensi Virgo. I know this is a heavy one, but I also know y'all will tell me what I need to hear. Thank you both. I think there is such a thing as ethical gun ownership, but I also think that you don't have to want to end up with someone who owns guns. Like, I think those things can exist. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that there are people who are ethical gun owners like but i also don't want to date someone who has a gun like in those yeah things can both be true yeah i growing up in the south everybody has a gun like even no matter where what party Mm -hmm. you belong to everybody has a gun i my grandmothers have guns like they have shotguns and things that were but there i i have a problem with uh military grade guns that people have i don't have a problem with responsible gun owners that might have them for hunting that might have them for you know they might have them for protection but they're locked away and they're kept safe like 
I, I grew up around guns and I don't have an issue with people that go to gun ranges that keep them locked up, that don't have automatic rifles. Like I'm fine with guns. I don't think that, you know, having a gun necessarily makes you a bad person. No, I, I, I agree with all of that. I think like I view guns in a very similar way to I like how I feel about like drugs. Mm-hmm. Like there it's just something that like I'm not comfortable being around and it doesn't make I don't think you're a bad person. Like I don't think like less of you or anything like that. And it might not even be like there's an exact reason why I can describe why it makes me feel the way that I do. I I, I mean, I think guns are a little bit more easier to describe than like drugs when Mm -hmm. you're not partaking in them. But there are some things that just it's just not for me. And it's not even just for me not to participate in it's I'm on high alert. And my body's not like calming down like Mm -hmm. my body just knows that I'm not I just can't relax like I just can't 100% feel comfortable. And this is just not something that I want to think about. Like I don't want to think about this in my day to day life. And I think that's great that he told you. And the reason why he told you is because that's a it's a valid answer to be like, I don't think any less of you of this. But yeah, that is I'm not really I'm not I don't want to date someone who has a lot of who has guns or is like in has like permits ends up carrying them or anything like that. Like, it's just not it's just not it. And like, you don't even have to tie it to you said your associations with like guns being used as oppressive tools and like white supremacy and all of that. Yes. But it also, again, doesn't even have to be that like Mm -hmm. they are literally dangerous weapons. And some people are more comfortable around those than other people. And that doesn't mean everyone needs to be comfortable and everybody needs to like embrace it. And it also doesn't mean that nobody needs to be comfortable and nobody needs to embrace it. Like you're just two different people. And I do think like fundamentally, this is compromising your comfort. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this is right for you. And I do also think that like, maybe if it was the exact right person, part of me, I'm saying if it was the exact right person for you, he wouldn't own guns and like, it wouldn't even be a question. But then a part of me also goes, or maybe this wouldn't have read, raised red flags in you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that like, you need to listen to your intuition about everything, but specifically about things like this, which have like a direct response to not only like your morals and like your like ethics, but also like your safety. Right. And I don't feel safe around a gun. You don't yeah, feel safe. I around. Yeah. I don't feel safe around like have, owning one for myself and having it. But I knew that when I was going to my grandparents' house, there were going to be guns there. Yeah. We knew what rooms not to go into. Like they were very like they taught us about the mm-hmm. guns. So like we knew what they were. We knew not to touch them. But like they're like that that to me is someone that's responsible with guns. Yeah. And he seems like he is he is that. And I think that like hopefully when he has kids, like and grandkids, he'll do all of that same mm-hmm. stuff. But I also think at a certain age, if you didn't grow up with it, mm-hmm. it's I don't want to say it's like too late to get comfortable, but you're you're resisting your body's natural gut instinct to be like, I don't like this. And I don't ever think that's a good idea to uh, ignore Mm -hmm. that feeling. So ethical gun ownership totally exists. But that has doesn't have anything to you don't have to have anything to do with that. That can be like a very separate part of other people's lives. That's Mm -hmm. how I view it. I'm like, yeah. 
I know people who like they I don't like hunting, but like I know people who go hunting and they know that I'm not a fan and I don't yeah. ever want to hear about it. But I'm going to eat the bounty. <laughs> yeah. And also like I'm not going to like be like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't respect you. And they respect me in knowing that I don't want to hear about it and that it makes me really uncomfortable and that they would never have anything around mm-hmm. for that. Like, you know? Yeah. It's like seeing people who are afraid of blood. Like, it's like one of those things that is just being respectful of everyone's boundaries. But you don't have to change your boundaries because I don't, that isn't, yeah, you're not compromising your morals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, let's take a break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help 
if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley 
And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Hey, we're back. On to the rest. Hi, I just called in, but my call was kind of messy, so I actually wrote it down and <laughs> going to give more context. So I am 21 female. My roommate, Maria, as a fake name, is 21 female. We're both she, her. Our boyfriends both he, him. Bob is 21 male and Maria's boyfriend. And my boyfriend, Mark, is 21 male. So basically, me and Maria signed the lease as her boyfriend is long distance, but they've been dating for three years and are from the same small town. However, he went to a different school for his program, but is planning to move here um, next year under the context that he would have to go back to school for four months to finish some courses, but he would have to co-op here. Due to this, she would have to move out. And I brought the idea to her that me and Mark, Mark was at home, would be open to living with her and Bob. I've met him multiple times and I've been friends with this girl for almost two years. So we do get along. And like I said, we're already living together. I just want your opinion on if this would be a bad idea. Obviously, it would be based on when we can financially both afford to all to split up as couples, as the problem is where we live is very expensive, especially after the COVID situation. So she's expressed to me that she's just worried that they won't be able to financially afford it and she would be open to living with us. I've also been feeling a fear of abandonment. So I'm not sure if me agreeing to potentially doing this, which I wouldn't have to commit till maybe December or January. I'm not sure if this is a good idea or if I'm letting my fear of abandonment get cloud my judgment. So I just want to hear your thoughts. Let me know if you think this is a good idea. What do you think I should do? Should I just split up and find a new roommate to live here? I don't like the idea of moving, but I wouldn't mind because we wouldn't move far because we like the area we live in right now. I love the podcast. I've literally been listening for almost two years, and I'm so grateful to have found it. All right. Thank you. Only two. I'm curious where you found it. Yeah, me too. Let but us know. 
Thanks for being here. Yeah. Filmed it in the pandemic, peak pandemic times. Peak pandy. We're the pandy podcast. (laughs) Well, you might have missed other episodes where we've talked about rooming with friends and rooming with friends that are unsure of their financial situations. Yeah, you upped the ante on this one. Yeah. Um, No. 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 It's the worst idea Uh anyone has ever had. Like, this is no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Like, so, so not. Um, I'm a little confused. At the beginning, it seemed like this was your idea. And then it seems like um, fear of abandonment, like, making me, like, say yes to this. And it's like, so was it your roommate's idea? Because if it actually was your roommate's idea, and I didn't mishear that at the beginning, it sounded like you proposed it as your idea. To me, that means you probably don't really want to do it. And like your roommate has been trying to talk to you in a way that now you're starting to think it was your own idea. But me, I, I could completely be off base on that. But I think that the fear of abandonment, I don't know that that is this. To me, this kind of just seems like fear of change. Mm-hmm. And that's totally normal and like really like wanting to like make it work. So you've got a good thing going on. You don't want to change that up, especially I mean, a lot of people don't like change, but also especially with the last couple of years that we've had, it's really nice to have something steady and consistent, especially because you are in school. And so I can imagine having a really nice home environment when you're spending way more time at home than you are on campus usually I think that it's probably a scary thing that this might not be exactly the same thing. But like Melissa said, like you have so many different things here. You have like living with a friend, which mm-hmm. you it seems like maybe you were roommates and then yeah. you became friends. Totally fine. Encourage it. Yeah. You don't. And not then the way around. Though. No, not the, don't move in with a friend and then hope that they can become a roommate. It's not how it works. Mm-mm. And then moving in with your boyfriend who already lives at home, who's saving money and is now going to have a new financial strain. That's brand new for your relationship. And then you add on her boyfriend. Yeah, it's too many, too many different things that can go wrong here. Especially because it doesn't seem like anyone's ever lived with a partner before. And that is like people have their first big fucking fights. Mm -hmm. Like it's the time where like you have a fight with your partner and you can't like just not respond, enter your phone. Like you're there. Like, also, it's just not might not be your finest moments. And it might not be something that like you want other people to like witness and experience. And you also might not feel comfortable being super honest in your relationship because you're so hyper aware. Either you're going to be hyper aware of the roommates and it's going to affect your relationship or you're not going to be aware of the roommates and that's going to affect your relationship with the roommates. Yep. Yeah. And, and also like when people fight, like when it's between two couples, as long as they're not a terrible person like you sometimes fight about things that are bad in the moment but you're able to forgive yourself but then if you have your friends listening in on it good point and then they're they're gonna think negative things they could possibly think negative things about you and or your partner and then things that y'all were able to forgive and forget and move on they're not going to be able to do the same thing Yeah, they're no longer judging you based on your interaction with them and your friendship. It's based on like them observing and hearing you with a different relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. You also might like end up hating your friend. Like, Uh like, I don't even mean just for your relationship, but like you could not enjoy you and your partner could be completely fine. But like Mm -hmm. her and her boyfriend could completely implode and like that's horrible. And then you're kind of in the middle and like 
No, it's just no. And you live in a high cost of living area. So then finding a place that's like two bedroom is going to be is going to be small. Like it's going to be small. So you're really on top of each other. I think if you're going to live with a lot of people, I think you need to have like either you have two rooms and it's two people who live there. Or I think you need to start getting up to four and there's four rooms that four people live. Like it Mm. needs to be because like then you have a bigger living space. You have a bigger kitchen, but like a two bedroom place for four people is going to feel in a high cost of living area, which I don't know where it is. But in Los Angeles, a two bedroom apartment for two couples is not big enough. Yeah, it's just it's just so not. So if then to save up even more money to have a place that's just more spacious and bigger you're going to be spending a, like just a fuck ton of money when you would at that point, like you would have much more space for a uh, one bedroom. But it also seemed like your other, your other option wasn't just moving in with your boyfriend. It was you finding a different roommate. So that makes me think that like, you're really, you're not even ready to move in together if it's just you two. Mm-hmm. I just don't, this is just a, a bad idea all around. Also on top of that, the money issue too with yeah if you move in with somebody and they're not able to pay their rent then you are responsible for paying the rent because you're all in the lease i think you should find other roommates um and i don't even think that you should just move in with your boyfriend right away either because he's never lived on his own either didn't even sound like that was an option no so i think everybody i don't i don't under i also don't understand like the friend the four months away yeah yeah, I don't know. So so it seems like the boyfriend, they've been long distance for three years. He's going to move there. But then he needs to like finish four months of school at a certain point. And it seemed like so she has to move out, too. So I don't really get I don't understand why she has to move yeah. out. Is it just that he's coming here? And so. Like. She wants to live with him and so move out from without you, but like. It also, they can't, to me, this seems like they can't afford to live on their own. Mm -hmm. And so she wants you and your boyfriend to come in so they can afford it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. This is just like, it's just a really, really, really bad idea. Like you could lose your friendship and your relationship Mm -hmm. and like, uh, that's not worth it. Not worth it. All right. Next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I am a 26 year old woman, uh, pronouns she, her. I am also mixed black and white. My dad is black and my mom is white. Um, they are separated and both remarried. So I'm talking about my biological mother. Um, recently, my boyfriend and I, who uh, he's also 26 and also black, um, we had some nasty plumbing issues at our apartment. So we had to go stay the night at my mom's. Um, when we arrived, my mother had obviously been drinking and she is notorious for saying out of pocket things when she's drunk. I would also like to note that my family is very blended. Uh, we have multiple races, black, white, Hispanic, uh, Japanese, and we also have a lot of queer, or not a lot, many, a few, <laughs> a few queer people in my family. Um, but anyways, when we're together, like, we talk and we joke about things in a way that might be inappropriate to other people. So basically, my mom, my boyfriend, and I were sitting around the fire that night, uh, and out of nowhere, she kind of just starts telling the story about one of my other sisters who is fully white. Um, In the story, she was basically being bullied and being called a cunt by a boy who happened to be black. And my mom's response to this was for my sister to go and call him the N-word. So not only was that a horrible response, but (laughs) during the story, she actually said the N-word out loud. And and in the moment, I kind of just shouted, like, Mom, like, 
holy shit, in the future, just say N-word. And, you know, thankfully my boyfriend didn't really react, and we both just kind of played it off and moved on. Um, but it was extremely inappropriate and awkward, and because she was drunk, she kind of just shrugged it off. This isn't the first time she said something wildly inappropriate about race or queerness or whatever, but I feel like she's one of those white women that feels because she has a black child and black friends that she can speak in terms that are uh, politically incorrect, and it's just not okay anymore. And, you know, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost seven years, and we're getting ready to get married and we want to integrate our families, but I'm fearful to do that because his family is black. And if something like this were to happen in front of them, I would be beyond embarrassed and I don't know what to do. But basically, I know I need to address this and I don't know how because I'm extremely non-confrontational and I don't want to upset her. I love my mom. She's a great woman. Like other than this, she's really cool. She's caring. She's kind of that old hippie lady, but she just has these random outbursts when she's drinking and does some horrible shit sometimes. So I just really need her to grow up and read the room because the world is changing and I just really need her to catch up even when she's drunk. So please help me, you guys. I... I really don't know what to do here, and I don't want my boyfriend to have to put up with this. He's already putting up with it. There's a reason why he didn't flinch. Yeah. The world isn't changing in the sense of what she said is racist and has always been racist. So I don't understand your comment in that. I also don't understand you saying that she's only says these kind of things when she's drunk and out of pocket. But like she doesn't this isn't she didn't just say that on a whim she says that word all the time well also she was telling a story uh-huh. of when she uh, presumed was sober and told your sister to call someone that word mm-hmm. like i've been drunk a lot of times and i've never said that word like it's just not i mean i i think and i don't to me your boyfriend not flinching is like and maybe this is pro- like the hard thing to hear i think you might have missed other times that she said stuff but i don't he didn't flinch because i he wasn't surprised and i don't think his parents don't know either like this isn't isolated and this isn't as contained as you think it is and you might be seeing these out out quote unquote outbursts when drunk but like these also have sober origins Mm -hmm. and like these are her thoughts that she has all the time. And I know you don't want to hear this, but your mom is racist. Yeah. She's racist. And you're protecting her. And I mean, I I remember like, and I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but I was over this guy's house and his mom was telling some out-of-pocket story about how at work her and her black, and she thought it was okay because this was a black coworker, and I also don't believe that the story happened the way that she is but her and her black co-worker were discussing how it's not okay for the races to mix because they have to deal with things while she's not racist they have if people have babies when they have mixed children then they have to grow up in a rural in a world that's racist for them and i'm like internally i i didn't say anything at that time because i wasn't at the point in my life where I could articulate specific things. You were, how old were you? I was 18. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
And so um, I, I didn't know how to articulate yeah. how I was feeling. So I did not flinch. I'm in the same case that your boyfriend did not flinch. It was it's something that I I still remember all these years later. It's something that angers me when I think about it. Just because he didn't flinch does not mean that he was not angry. It does not mean that he does not harbor ill feelings towards her. It does not mean that it didn't affect him at all. Yeah. And you're and you not saying like calling not you just thinking that this is something that she does when she's drunk is part of the problem. These are things that these are things and thoughts and feelings that she has all the time. Just because your family looks like the rainbow, that doesn't mean that there's not racism that runs rampant within your family. Yeah, it's just giving her more opportunity to be offensive to people's faces. Yes. And she thinks it's okay. Yeah. You can't control who your parents are. So I think your boyfriend, like, you know, loving you, wanting to be with you and all of that, like, what you can control, though, is how you respond to your parents mm -hmm. and, like, how you, where, what, what role they play in your life and if you condone or excuse their actions and the, the things that they say. And I just think that, like, I don't know. I think, and this might be, this might not be like the right sentiment, but I, I understand that you love your mom, but like your mom can love you and still be racist. Mm -hmm. Like she can. It happens a lot. It's just the excuse that like white women will give in this if it's like, oh, well, no, I'm by proxy. So what I say can no longer mm -hmm. be offensive. And that like, gets into people's heads like it gets into people's heads so then it becomes like well she's not being offensive because then it would be about me right and racism is not like personal like it's not like people are you're not specifically like oh i'm only racist to this person i'm not racist to this if you're racist to one person you're racist like it's right. just it's it is what it is and nobody is an exception and that is like until you can there is like some actual serious change in this like I, this will cost you your relationship. This will cost you a relationship with your in-laws. But also I think you might have a moment where you in a few years or a certain amount of time start to resent your mom more than you love her. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, a preventable thing for people who are willing to be educated. But I think sometimes we know that we can't do anything because it's not going to change and it's easier easier to kind of exist in the limbo and hope things don't things don't get worse and things just kind of like smooth sail and you're just like fingers crossing but i just i think you're doing i think you're doing wrong by your boyfriend and i also really think you're doing wrong by yourself and it might not feel like that right now but i think future you will feel that because if you can't care about or you can't if you don't notice when or take it personally when she's talking about it with you because she's your mom and you've said that like she was a great mom growing up and all of that stuff if you have kids your kids are gonna feel it yeah. and your kids who will be one-fourth white three-fourths black like it's not gonna be the same for them it's not and the relationship with grandparents and their grandchildren is really different than parents mm -hmm. like completely unrace related but like i my one of my grand were really mean like i really didn't get along with some of them and like 
I, I didn't have to feel this like, well, I have to love them because they, there isn't that there. So like the questioning that becomes of like, am I internalizing a lot of this? It's going to be my mom's okay with this. It's not, is this behavior okay or not? It's like this behavior is not okay. And they're also not going to have grandparents on the other side doing it. Like, it's just. Yeah. And I mean, and you use the term, the things that she says aren't politically correct. No, they're just not correct because they're racist. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, we didn't say anything, any of this, like to be like mean towards you. I just don't think that you've examined this under the lens that it should be examined under. Yeah. And I can imagine it's like really, really, really fucking hard because like she's your mom Mm -hmm. and having a betrayal of something that you can't control, something that's so fucking insidious and something that affects people that you love affects you, but also affects the children you might have. Like it's like a poisoned well. And Mm -hmm. like, that's a really it's really hard in general for people to realize that their parents aren't good people or their parents have some people even a hard time with like realizing their parents are real people and all of that. And like, this also doesn't make you like blind or silly for like not recognizing some stuff. Like our brain wants to protect us. And I, I just think like right now you've, you have all the information, you have everything and it's what you do this. It's what you do moving forward for like for everyone like yeah. a, like really for you yeah and i think you need to have a serious conversation with her when she's sober yeah and if you're close to your boyfriend's like family i think like i don't know you said like your whole family's very very blended family from like different backgrounds and stuff but i don't know if you have a relationship um with your dad but i think like if there's someone that you can talk to who isn't in her exact circle who might be understanding of where what you're going through a little bit more that might be helpful for you because if she is your only like role model parental adult figure I think that that's going to be really hard to feel like you're even cutting back on the relationship or setting boundaries you're losing out on if that's the only adult figure in your life who you're very close to in a role model way so like even just like pursuing more of a, like a relate like a relationship with your like boyfriend's family and like if like asking if we can go to dinner and like spending time with like other adults who you look up to mm-hmm. I think is is really important and I also can't imagine that you said again big blended family and she says things that are racist and homophobic people w- probably have wanted to say something for a really long time and like the times are changing and things are learning like she's <laughs> she knows and she's had the opportunity mm-hmm. and I think you need to set boundaries for everybody. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. That's, that's fucking, that fucking sucks, but she doesn't have any excuses. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when you, you started the call off and said that you had a white mom and a black dad, I already knew where the call was going. It's not uncommon. Is there a specific hashtag on TikTok? It might be biracial or mixed. I don't know. But white yeah, mom might be the hashtag. Honestly, <laughs> I want to say it actually might be it white might mom. Be. But there are other there are a lot of other people that are in your same situation, and it might be worth finding other people that are in your situation that you can talk to. 
I want to say at least one that I saw, I think, had a podcast. Oh, yeah. Look up White Mom Mixed Kid on TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, well, it's time for Don't Blame Them. Woo! So, Don't Blame Them is where people, you, listeners, call in with their own advice pertaining to calls we had on previous episodes. So maybe they have personal experience. Maybe they have credentials in the area, just some thoughts that they have, or they noticed something in the call that we didn't, and they have their own advice that they want to share. Hi, Megan, Melissa. I love your shows, and you are both living proof that the universe sometimes gives with both hands. 
I'm calling in for Don't Blame Them, episode 12. I hope nothing but the worst for him, relating to your caller who has never had sex before. First of all, caller, you are incredibly young and there is no timeline on when someone should have sex for the first time. I was not raised in a religious community, but my first time was around 21 years old, which compared to my peers was relatively late. Often I felt left behind, but I knew that I was not emotionally or physically ready to be vulnerable with someone. There were times I could have had sex sooner, but as soon as the situation didn't feel right, I stopped where I was comfortable. I was never judged for being quote-unquote inexperienced or only wanting to do so much. Caller, if you are pressured or criticized, get out immediately because this is not someone who respects you and your boundaries. As for having sex with a stranger or a partner, I'm really glad you never mentioned needing to be in love before having sex with someone because that is a total bullshit agenda that is pushed on people, especially women. But I also agree with Megan that you probably shouldn't have a one-night stand with a stranger. It's hard to feel safe and in control with someone you don't know, and you need to be 100% okay with them not caring about you at all. My first time ended up being with someone I was dating and didn't love, but I felt very safe and in control of what was happening, which led to a pretty positive experience. I hope this helps. Bye. Great. That is someone who, if if I could have a conversation with that person in high school and me in high school... It's who is so much more self-aware and emotionally mature, like, you know, vulnerable. Like, I didn't even think about that shit. Do you like, and it's not because I was more mature. And I think a lot of the time people are younger. It's like, oh, I'm not that I'm not, I don't feel mature enough yet. And I don't feel like secure in myself and vulnerable enough to, to have sex. And you look at other people having sex and you're like, yeah, I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. I was not there. I was not there. Like that is like such a really self-aware and I hate the term mature, but that's like a really self-aware and well-therapized and adjusted. Yeah. A, a light, enlightened and adjusted individual who is like making really smart, conscious decisions about every, like really thinking about all the choices they're making and the reason why, and just what goes into all of that. And as someone who had sex when they were 16, I did not think of any of that shit at all. Do I think of that now? Yes, 100%. But people who are having sex young, some people have that mind. Some people feel exactly how you feel and just felt that a little bit younger. And but not everybody having sex feels that way. Yeah, a lot of people and that's not I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it as a positive thing. I'm just saying that like, there's a lot of especially for specifically like women having sex like young. I think that there is a window of where insecurity and opportunity and like luck of like liking someone can all intermix or can just be one. Like I really like this person and, or maybe I'm a little into like all of that. But I always said like, if I didn't have sex in high school, I don't know that I would have had sex in college. Mm. Like there's just this, like, there is this like window there and where people are at in their lives. And some people are there and some people like aren't. Yeah. I wasn't there when I was 16. I think about that actually just now I just thought about how you know we jo- we joke about the difference in our ages and we had sex for the first time around the same like at the same oh, time in, in the same lives. era oh yeah. like when I was having sex for the first time you were also yes. having yeah and like it's just like I don't regret it at all mm-hmm. like it worked really well for me and like like I've said so many times before like my belief system is I want to feel the same way about you that yeah. you feel about me 
I'm I look back on it and it was like awkward and cringy but like I really we, we love we it was my first love we really liked each other and all of that but I don't think if I had waited and it was with somebody else I would have wished it had been him and it wish it had been that situation yeah, yeah I I dated someone all through high school and it and I did not have sex with him and the person that I had sex with for the first time was just some kid in my class that I had no feelings for and I don't have any regrets. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I always think I'm like, you're never very rarely. I mean, it's definitely, ha- I mean, more often than not, you're not going to regret not having sex with someone. Mm-hmm. I regret some, some people I'm like, should have had sex with you. But like, yeah, your body is. <laughs> all, uh, all the people that I've dated or been with i mean I've, i have had a lot of sex since then but i'm just saying she doesn't like, want you to get twisted <laughs> i'm just letting i'm just saying like there's probably just like one guy that i'm like i wish i would have slept with yeah it's just yeah your, your body is very in tuned and mm-hmm. if your mind can match up to your body like that's fantastic but a lot of the time when you're not comfortable and ready to have sex like you're not going to have enjoyable yeah sex and like it's good to listen to your mind and not just be like oh let me power through mm-hmm. so Wonderful. Amazing. We I, we probably would not have been friends in high school because I'd have been like, you are so like just well adjusted. No, I was I think we would I think we would have been friends in high school because I still like had friends. You were smart, were, though. But I had friends that were like like you. Well, I was, I, <laughs> was going to say smart kids and I like there's like the the smart that are not just like book smart, but like quick smart. Those people and I always got along because yeah. they thought I was a fucking hoot and like hilarious. And like, I love them because they were like very unpretentiously just like naturally educated. Mm-hmm. So we would have. Yeah. And I was like, I don't believe in friend groups, but even in high school, like I was friends with everyone. Like high I school, it's impossible not to have a friend group. I know. But yeah. I'm just saying for me, I bounced around the different groups. I didn't just stay in like, the cheerleaders. I didn't mm-hmm. just stay with my people that I was with. Yeah, I was floating between all the groups because I just I like to be around a different array of people. Well, and also like cheerleader. You were also like I mean you were a cheerleader, but you're also like a fucking athletic as fuck mm-hmm. cheerleader. And then also you moved around a lot. I did so like move I can't around. imagine I you wanting exactly no. feeling stuck in a friend group mm-hmm. and was like like fuck that. No. Yeah. No. 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 And then you're limited to like the dating options too. Right. And you're like, this is the, these are the only boys you hang out. That was like really when I first started realizing that friend groups, like I didn't really, I was, I think I actually probably was a little bit more of a floater. I was, and I would have like friend groups that I could do certain things with. But like, really for me, it was when people started hanging out with boys and I go, these are the boys. Oh no. And see, I I'm a dip this, and go I here. I can't even remember this boy's name. And I wish I could, but, the, but there's this guy that like, he was very cute um that i just like would hang like i i don't even know who he was friends with he was like a year older than me and we just like go hang out places like go eat and stuff Mm. i do not remember this kid's name what year was it 2003 what race is he white okay 2003 michael Oh, Jason. I mean, I there's so many Michaels and Jake. Like one of my oh, best fuck. friends was Jason, but it's not this guy. See, I'm picking the names that I'm like. What are yeah. the not granola names that I had you, at my school? Yeah, yeah. We only had one Michael. I remember, I had like my class alone was 660, and it was mostly Insane. white people. Okay, well, that is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed, and I know you're really going to enjoy the bonus episode mm-hmm. that comes out tomorrow. 
Yes. AKA, see you next Tuesday. It's great. I made artwork for it. We talk about it on tomorrow's little bonus app. So if you are missing us and you're like, oh, I need more tomorrow. We're here for you every day of the week, except for Wednesday. Woo! Okay. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you need some advice, call in, leave us a voicemail, send us a voice memo. If you have an update, send us an email and we can schedule to have you on, or you can send us a written update call in with your don't blame thems and if you are still listening head on over to our instagram and comment the worst roommate you've ever had like doesn't you don't have to like tell say their name but like if you had like the worst thing a roommate ever did or the worst thing you've ever done as a roommate i'll go first worst thing i ever did as a roommate in my dorm i would get drunk and you know what? I always feel like a preface. I don't drink anymore because when I talk about things I do with drug, I'm like, I was not a good person. This is why I don't drink. Not a good relationship with alcohol. I would just like put soup in the microwave and it would just explode and get like super fucking messy in there. And I literally like wouldn't like just never cleaned it at all. And it was disgusting. And so my, I told my mom, I was like, we're just like not going to use the microwave anymore. And she was like, I mean, I haven't been using it because you never really cleaned it well. So it did smell. Um, and then I dumped a microwave and just paid the school. Huh. That is, I, so many, I could have had so many more things. So many more things. And the worst thing I did was probably just eat my roommate's food. Because I didn't really have that many roommates. Your sister's coming into the comments. Oh, well. Like, no, I'm don't kidding. Count, they don't. That, that, that could be a delicious. I was about to be like, We're gonna, she's going to be monitoring those comments and deleting <laughs> immediately. That's funny. All yeah. right. I got a review. Oh, rate. okay. This is from... Whom STDVD. Whom sexually Coons. transmitted disease vaginal discharge? Yes. Got uh, it. A piece of home. Five stars. Oh. I recently moved to New Zealand from America. Even though I love it here, I am homesick a lot of the time. These gals and their two podcasts really have a way of making me feel at home. Their episodes are my comfort food and they make me feel better. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. That is so kind. I know New Zealand is big, but we do know of a listener who mm -hmm. is pretty, pretty big time in New Zealand. Pretty, pretty, I mean, she is the most well-known person I know in New Zealand. Me too. And uh, when I think of New Zealand, I immediately, immediately think, of think of this person. So maybe you should link up, be friends, yeah. depending on where you are, because she's also told us that New Zealand is not small. I thought she said you could, like, drive from, like, one part to the other if you're going, like, east to west in, like, hours. It's oh, maybe it was way. the opposite. Was southwest is long. I don't remember. Hold maybe on. it was the opposite. I thought it was that you couldn't drive. How big is new? I think you're you're sounding more right to me. No. Yeah. New Zealand is about 1.5 times smaller, smaller than California. It's the same surface area as Colorado. Okay. Yeah, that's not that big. Isn't I think she was talking about someplace it's like skinny. So like since it's so skinny, you can go east to west pr rather quickly. Oh, OK. I think I don't know. I also could be making that up. Me too. But I know we're not making up is that she here is from New Zealand. She lives in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. So you could be friends. She's great. Yeah, we recommend. We, we rec don't like most people. No, we like her. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 recommend. So we'll see you. I mean, you'll hear us tomorrow mm -hmm. and we'll be back with another episode next week. But yeah. you've got us in your ears all week. 
Yeah. You're buddy. welcome, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.